everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Ma, joined as always by GR Dad. Yes, hello. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the cocktail of the week this week is called The Obituary, which I picked just because it's a cool name. It's a very cool name. It's gin, vermouth, absinthe, and an olive. So it's like a martini with some absinthe in it. I like the obituary. That's just, could, you could put anything in that thing. It'd be fine. It's a drink that I would not like to drink. I don't like drinks with vermouth very much. Mm. I don't like absinthe. Don't like olives. I used to think absinthe would make, me, would make me crazy as a good thing, but it did not. No. I mean, no crazier than drinking that proof alcohol. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, can be crazy. So, uh, there we go. That's cocktail of the week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, dear dad. We have a, a very long list of topics. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could open well, with... good a luck with that. <laughs> open with a poem. Ooh. This is a poem written by Jessica, friend of the squad. It is titled, If You Give CB a Roasty. <laughs> she sent this to us, and I think it's wonderful, and I wanted to read it. If you give CB a roasty, by his teeth you shouldn't linger. He will give it a big old crunch, and you could very well lose a finger. <laughs> if you give Vink some green beans, she will tip and tap and spin. Jerdad will video gleefully, and if you're lucky, she'll do it again. Hmm. If you give Guac a ball, he'll grab it with his mouth. He is content to hold it there, or stare while it lays on the couch. If you give Hop some fish friends, she'll gaze lovingly through the ocean. They'll swim unbothered through her legs until Guac and Voods make a commotion. If you give Remy some broccoli, just put it under his snout, for his eyes have trouble seeing, and he'll locate it by sniffing it by sniffing about. <laughs> If you give Vood some cheese of the righteous, it'll help when he's in one of his moods. For when he's stopped in the middle of a walk or stubbornly eating, not Vood's foods. If you send your mom an email with a picture of a sweet sugar face and a please, your dad will take a road trip to bring another dog home to the Florida Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really it's nice. It's true. Uh, all right, dog updates. Vood's is perky this week. <laughs> he's much more alert. It's very unsettling. It's funny. He can't, <laughs> he can't win. When he's dopey, we make fun of him being dopey, and we worry about him being dopey. When he's alert, we worry that something else is going on. He's been alert for like five or six days. Yeah. He sits up in the back of the car. It's he looks weird. around. He notices when you come in and out. <laughs> he was just licking my knee. Yeah. Why are you interacting with me? Yeah. He just I like mean, more wagging. He wagged his tail when we got home today. Yeah. This isn't a good thing. Man. So I think it's a good thing. You think it's worrisome, but he's overall. just never like this. But I think it's great. <laughs> uh, so that's the Vood update. Good job, Vood. Uh, Remy, man. <laughs> Remy. <laughs> so oh. we took Remy up to the vet to compare our glucose meters and theirs, and they were kind of they averaged out to be about the same. Blood sugar was super high at the vet. So we decided the thing to do was get him a continuous blood glucose monitor, which we got. And today, just today, just a couple hours ago, we went up to the vet to have our first appointment so they could show us like, here's how you put it on. Here's, you know, all of this stuff. We're going to track him for a couple weeks. Great. So we come home. I got the app. You can like scan the glucose meter. Oh, you're so happy about this app. Oh, like yeah. getting data. And it's like, hold your phone up to the meter. And then it's like, bloop. And it's like, here's all of his blood sugar reading. It's amazing. And uh, it just fell off. Just fell off <laughs> completely. It's like a little <laughs> disc. And now it, it was on the floor of the kitchen Ugh. and Remy was wandering around. And it, they used like like super glue medical adhesive at the vet in addition to the adhesive that's on there to keep it on. Didn't matter. Fell off. 
just n- nothing he did he didn't brush on anything he wasn't scratching it it no. just fell off no. you, you're you did fine remy it's not your fault but it's unfortunate that it didn't work so we have two hours of data <laughs> which we could have done with two little pinpricks <laughs> so now we got to go get another one i think i think that spot was bad like his skin was kind of folded like like he turned it's like behind his shoulder blade and he was kind of turned facing one way and you could see like you know his skin was kind of just folded up yeah and uh so i think that may have been what pushed it off maybe we'll research a good spot for him guac knock that shit off guac is making big eyes trying to get your dad to throw his ball guac when you better be nice when you're if you're in the running for the trophy like this kind of behavior is counted against you guac is not in the running for the trophy let us discuss his week all right so I tweeted this week, Guac has forfeited his trophy. <laughs> He's forfeited it. He doesn't even not just win We're it this week. We're erasing his name from the trophy. He, he retroactively did not win it last week <laughs> because he was on probation. They were the NCAA. It's funny. Najir Dad. Okay. He was on probation. And I believe the rule for probation was he cannot be outside with any other dogs. That was the rule, yes. And yet. I don't understand. It was... <laughs> He was with almost no other dog. He was with Hops. He was with Remy, oh, Remy. another high-maintenance dog, and your dad. And Guac takes off. Well, you tell the story, but don't tell the part that we learned after. Just tell your experience. Oh, the unprobation part. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I let him down, and then I was, you know, making sure not Remy... Not paying th- attention to him. I was not paying attention to him. And I turn around, basically, from not paying attention to him for a very short period of time. And I see Remy on the waterfront heading in the water, heading right, swimming away. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't (laughs) see guac. Remy is going that way. Remy is following guac's smell. So I go to the end of the fence that's at the water line. I peek around and guac is standing on the dock of the neighbors looking happy as, as just a guac. (laughs) <laughs> the I neighbor's call him. there. The neighbor's there, and he's like, oh, he's a great dog. And I, and I call him, and he just looks at me. And so I'm like, all right, I'll come around. So I walk up to the street. I walk around. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I come in, and Guac is there. And the neighbor talks to me about, you know, some stuff. And then I grab Guac. And then, oh, Remy is swimming to the neighbors. <laughs> Can't get out because he doesn't have a, you know, ladder or whatever. So I have to help Remy out. And while I'm talking to the neighbor, Remy is wandering off. So I'm like, okay, I got to go get Remy. So I wander, I walk to the other, the neighbors further away from us who have, there's a rental property. No one's there right now to see if Remy is there where he went. Uh, And he's not. So we went out on the street and he's like halfway down the street towards the dead end. Oh my God. And I called Remy, I called his name and he actually came running, which was nice. But he's also wandering. I mean, the whole thing was a disaster and it's all Guac's fault for being a Guacoman. So we're at the neighbor's house on Monday night. So the other neighbor, the neighbor on the other side, um, they were like, we have a ton of new people on the street. I, I mean, almost everybody has moved out and new people have moved in in the, in the last year. Mm-hmm. And so they were very nice. And they're like, we're going to have a get together. Everybody come over. We'll have like snacks and drinks and, you know, we can all meet each other. So it was very nice. It's a great thing. And uh, the the people who mo- who guac was <laughs> in the yard of uh so if you're facing the ocean those are the people to the right they just came this week 
like they bought the house you know three weeks ago and this so this is their first week here yeah super nice they're from north carolina and uh so the neighbors on the left are the ones that are having the party so we're over there the neighbors on the right are there and <laughs> the guy he had a couple drinks and and he's coming up he's like i gotta tell you this story he's like so <laughs> i gotta tell you uh your dog came over to my yard and i was like yeah he's like so you know i'm out there on our dock next to our boat and i've got a rotisserie chicken <laughs> and i was like well that's why he came over he's like yeah i know he's like so i've got a paper towel sitting on the edge of my boat and i'm i've got this chicken and i'm pulling out the good pieces of the chicken and i'm putting them on the paper towel for me to eat and then i'm setting aside like the not so good pieces of chicken because like i can feed those to the fish like they're to- as we still are completely entranced with all like the fish and the lobsters lobsters and, and everything they're gonna feed them stuff so he's like so i'm putting the good pieces of chicken on this paper towel for me to eat and the bad chicken or you know the not as appetizing pieces of chicken on the side he's like and your dog looked and he comes swimming over and he jumps up on my dock he's like he ate all the chicken he i'm like he ate your chicken he's like yeah he ate the paper towel too <laughs> <laughs> he ate all the good chicken all the good and chicken the paper and towel. the paper towel he's like honestly he did me a favor i didn't need to eat that chicken and i was like oh my god like i'm and not in surprised. hindsight he the neighbor <laughs> did look a little sheepish when he was talking to me probably because he knew guac had eaten the paper towel and was like you know i hope the dog's okay but i'm not gonna make a big deal out of it we're like he eats paper towels and stuff all the time it's fine yeah is it metal is it uh is it a you know what is it what brillo no otherwise he's fine yeah it's fine vooj just galloped across the living room at guac they're having a little wrestle match also remy and vooj wrestle each other now yeah it's a new thing i mean Voods has to kind of keep up with Remy because Remy loses orientation. Yeah. We're like Remy and Glock are tugging it right now. Remy yeah. is really having a good time with everybody. Remy's really integrated into the, the clan now. So so that's Guac. He also vomited up like a quarter pound of raw bacon, you said, at one point. Well, that was the neighbor who was throwing bacon in the water. Neighbors are throwing all kinds of food in the he's water. He's like, oh, it's for the fish will eat it. And it's like, no, the fish actually didn't eat it the way the wind was. It was blowing over to us and our, our dogs had a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're leaving tomorrow, though, so <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we, don't we, don't, we don't have to have a chat about, like, look, your food's coming over here. Yeah. Um, also, and so this th- that's why Guac not only doesn't get the trophy this week, but forfeits the trophy from last week. Uh, but a different Guac story is the Stingray. Yeah, I had him in supervised. Yeah, supervised, good job. Good job. Eyes on Guac. Uh, and, I, and he wandered into the water yesterday and was looking at me. I didn't have a ball. But I was just basically looking at him, and right behind him, right, I mean, inches from his back legs, a stingray, like, stingrayed past. Big giant stingray. Yeah, all flat. Um, and he didn't notice, and the stingray really didn't seem to notice Guac. I couldn't get my camera set up in time because it's pushing four buttons or something. Yeah. Um, but the stingray just kind of stingrayed away, but I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's startling. <laughs> People, Don't take a step back, Guac. Yeah, people sometimes are like, oh, but are there sharks out there when the dogs are there? Totally. I have seen sharks swim beside, Hop, behind Hops. Hops has had a shark in Yeah, she doesn't care. No. She doesn't pay any attention to the shark. The shark doesn't care about her. They just swim past you. Yeah. Um, none of our sharks are big enough that they could eat Hops. Yeah, they or, could, or would try. Or chomp, I guess. But they're, no, they're not, they're not like I that. I guess there are some alligators around now, maybe in the Keys. Haven't alligators been spotted and photographed? Crocs, I think. Were they? Oh, they're crocs. They're like Cuban crocodiles. Florida freshwater crocodiles. Oh. Florida. Well, anyway, Florida crocodiles. Yeah. 
They're kind of vaguely round. They're also too probably too small to make. And hang. they're not, and they're like in the canals. They're not in the open water. Like yeah. This. Yep. All right. So, who gets the trophy this week? I think Hopper. I also Hopper's vote for Hopper. Hopper's been a, a joy, and she's she's eating well. She's she's loves to be petted. Perfect. She's we perfect. We don't need to talk about how perfect she is. She's perfect. Hopper gets a trophy. She's Good perfect. job, Hops. She is perfect. All right. Another thing that I had to discuss with you, GR Dad, and I put on, I was going to discuss this with you at the time. Dag nabbit. But instead I was like, I'm just going to write that down and talk to you on the podcast. Oh, so no. So I was in, no, you're not in trouble mm-hmm. this time. That's how everybody says when you're in trouble. Go ahead. Everybody, please hold GR Dad accountable. Uh, Guac is still on probation and should be the only dog out at a time when he's out. Mm. So y'all can just occasionally at Ingo Burkhart be like, <laughs> Remember, Jared. Well, whoops, there's a whole body of evidence showing other dogs swimming with guac <laughs> in the water, so I think I'm in trouble already. Yeah, but this is not that. Uh, I was in bed recovering from the jellyfish thing, I believe, and uh, you in, you were not in bed, and you were talking at Vink. I think she was chewing on something, but you were yelling at her in Australian. Was I? Was I going Australian on her? You you fully did. And you came back in the bedroom. I'm like, did you just yell at Vink in Australian? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to write that down to talk to you about it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm not in trouble. This is good. Yay. No, just I would like you to explain. I don't know. I was really did. tired. And I, <laughs> she wakes me up when she like, you know, insistently licks her paw or, or something because I worry about her poor skins. And so I was probably just, you know petting her you sing to the dogs and i'll i guess lapse into accents i think yeah. i went french the other day too so you, know. you did you did another accent a couple yeah, of days ago yeah, i think it went french sometimes you know you just like to we've been cooped up a lot i'm, I'm <laughs> deeply supportive of this it was just funny that all of a sudden there's an australian man in my house yeah. i mean i think that's great love them love you <laughs> okay yeah. uh no deeper story to that it back. didn't it didn't impress bank at, at all you, you won't be surprised to hear no we no, will not, she will not give us training bonus to speak <laughs> with an Australian accent. So let's see. Other that's all the dog updates for the week. Um, we have other random stuff. Do we want to talk about the marathon here? Should I talk about it here? Should we do a runs with dogs podcast and not talk about it here? Just mention it at least. You know, we don't have to do a mile by mile, but a thank you, I think, to the fans and stuff would be nice. Yeah, I ran the New York City Marathon this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ran the Boston Marathon like a month ago. And, you know, we talked a lot about that on the podcast and it was a very emotional thing for me. And after about a week, I was like, I must have another dose of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of like puppies. <laughs> it kind of is. And, and so I'm like big city marathon. And I'm, I think I mentioned this. There's, there's a thing called the world marathon majors, which is six marathons, Chicago, New York, Boston, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. And since like 20, 19 i have been trying to do this i've run chicago a bunch but i kind of decided in 2019 i'm going to do them and i signed up for pretty much for five of them everything except tokyo which was not sign upable at that point and then it all got fucked up by covid um but so boston great it's my second so you, it's called six stars right you get a star for each get one a of those giant races. medal that you when you finish all six you get a giant medal i mean i mean t- dinner platter it's size huge. uh it's amazing and uh so Boston was my second star and I was like, I need another big city marathon like this. And I'm like, New York is coming up in like three weeks and it would be a third star. Except you can't just sign up for a big city marathon fucking three weeks before the race. It's no. the dumbest 
it's, thing. It's usually there's a lottery a year ahead of time, and you might get in that way so, or not. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yes. So there is a lottery for New York. I have entered it many times, and I have never been selected to run it. And and the lottery is like nine months before the race. Like the Chicago Marathon is the first weekend of October, and their lottery has closed already for next year. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's like a year ahead of time. If they've selected their 40,000 runners or whatever you sign up and then they're going to do the selection in a month and then whatever. So like the New York marathon registration has been closed for at least nine months. It was done. It was a hundred percent done. And then there's charities that you can run with, but those fill up too. all the charities fill up their spots and like they got to send information to the race. Like there's no way I can run the New York marathon in three weeks. I'm, like <laughs> I'm 12 months too late to even be thinking about this. Even at the outside, uh, it would be like six months ago, I'd have been pushing it, but whatever. I was like, I'm going to try it anyway. So I emailed every charity and I was like, if you've had anybody drop out, if you've got any spots left, I well, Remy get down. And we're just, just climbing in the pot equipment. Get down. Uh, if you have any spots left, like, I promise I will raise your minimum. Like, I will pay it to you today. Like, I want to run this race. <laughs> like, I've, I've got the money. Like, I can cover it. Yeah. And, but, Woods, no. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we, we're, po we're potting from the couch. And, <laughs> God damn it. Like, don't fall off. <laughs> Hang on. Right. Uh, here. You put it next to me now. Just, okay. So we got the box of podcast equipment on the ottoman. Remy started climbing on the ottoman, and then as soon as your dad just got him down, right now, Booz is like, I'm coming on the ottoman, you guys. Nobody cares about physics. You can't fit on there with the box, guys. I, I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I emailed every charity, and every charity emailed me back, and they were like, oh, we'd love to have you on our team next year. Um, but the New York Marathon, like, yesterday or today was like the last day that we could, I think yesterday was the last day that we could submit like registration for people who are on our teams. So there's just, you know, even if we had a spot, there's no way that we can get you in. It's like officially even more closed. Yeah, like the New York Marathon has said, charities, you may no longer submit anything. And one charity emailed me back and they're like, interesting. Um, I emailed the New York <laughs> Marathon and asked them to please extend <laughs> the entire registration for all the charities by a day uh so we'd have to get you registered by you know they email me like 10 p.m we'd have to get you registered tomorrow could we have a call at 9 a.m basically so we can see if you're serious about this <laughs> and um and any anytime somebody's like jen could we have a call to see if you're serious about this i win she's always serious about <laughs> these things <laughs> So I was like, oh, yes, yes, I can do this. And yes, I raised this much money. And they were like, holy fuck, okay, uh, let's get you registered. And so they did. And um, it was a great, it, super kind of under the radar charity, I would say. So it's a group called Allied Services, which is like a nonprofit, basically hospital-ish thing in like South Pennsylvania, like in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, but they, you know, they run like rehab programs for people with disabilities. You know, if you've been in a car accident, you need extensive rehab. They run those programs. Um, so that's cool. It's like, that's great. Awesome thing. But they also work with a nationwide program. They're, I think, one of the only ones in Pennsylvania. So they run a, they operate a hospice 
and the program is if you have a pet and you go into hospice i mean there's a lot of people who like need to go into hospice right they're they're kind of like they can't take care of themselves they're kind of at the end of their lives they would be much more comfortable in hospice getting that kind of care but they have pets and they don't know what's going to happen to their pets or there's nobody to take care of them and so they won't go and then they just end up kind of stuck in their houses like not able to take care of themselves or take care of their dogs really that's true we've we've seen the dog end of this a couple times yeah we have and uh and so like it's just a sad situation all around and so there's a program that this hospital works with and they're kind of the main center in their area that works to keep your pets with you so they they set it up so like they will take care of your pets your pets can be with you um now maybe that means they live with you in the hospice maybe that means they come and visit you every day and there's someone taking care of them but they also pair them up with homes to go to so after the patients die because they're going into hospice you know that your dog is going to go to a place with somebody who loves them and that they've been integrated with so it's like a really lovely thing where it's like i mean it sucks right that you have to go into hospice but that you that you get to have your pets there first which is super important to a ton of people i i would be that person i mean i don't know that they would take six dogs but if if i'm like 90 year old jen and i've got a dog and i have to go into hospice and i couldn't have my dog like i would be i wouldn't go you'd stay at home (laughs) absolutely yeah and and to my own detriment and so the fact that like i it would be like okay like your dog can be there and then also you know your dog's going to be taken care of afterwards like it's really amazing and I think that so on my running page I had kind of posted about this and I had to raise $3,500 which I would have just paid myself but I was like well you know we'll do some hopper keychains and we'll give that to anybody who donates and I was like "Mm, you know maybe I'll make you know raise half of that amount for them and uh and I so but I told this story about the pet hospice thing as part of why I was raising money for them because I think it's an awesome program and I think we raised twelve thousand dollars, so we're gonna raise thirty five hundred. I mean, it's kind of like one of those dog rates, fun, GoFundMe's, where it's like fully funded in ten minutes. <laughs> was yeah, I was really fast. I, it, I think I I did hit it in about an hour, and um, it was really amazing, right? I mean, like I wanted to run this race, but these these people are wonderful. They really care about this mission. I think this pet hospice thing is like phenomenal, um, and I think it resonated with a lot of people in a way that I wasn't expecting. Right. There were a lot of people who were like, yeah, you know, when my mom went into hospice, this was a huge problem. Or, yeah, my uncle would not go to hospice because he couldn't take his dog with him. And it was like so hard on everybody. Um, so I, I think it I think a lot of people had kind of personal experiences seeing this, which like I have not had. Like, I've you know, I've had family members go into hospice, but not ones that had dogs. Um, so, you know, it was great. And we mailed out we had about 400 people donate because I mailed out hopper keychains to everybody. Um, which are super cute. Ellie did the art for them. And uh, yeah. So, and then the race was Sunday. Yeah. And uh, someday my butt won't hurt, but today is not that day. And Sunday was definitely not that day. And thanks to everyone who came out to support her in person. Oh or my on, God. On Twitter. You guys were amazing. Uh, it was, <laughs> so the one thing I did want to say is that, uh, you know, they always tell you to put your name on your shirt for these races because people like to cheer for you and they like to yell your name. And so they don't know your name. So if you put Jen on your shirt, people will be like, Jen, good job. And they're happy to do it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's more fun to be able to be like you. I'm cheering for you. And so I was like, what should I put on my shirt? I could put Jen. I could put GR mom. 
Or I could put sexy beast. <laughs> Gee, I wonder which one won. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put up a Twitter poll and it was like 70% of people voted for Gen GR mom. And I'm like, it's sexy beast. Nah. <laughs> Perhaps the best decision I've ever made in my life. At mile 15, you had a little post where you're like, this was the best decision in my entire, <laughs> entire life. Because there are a zillion people who come out to cheer in the New York City Marathon and they're yelling everybody's name. And so one, I had six hours of people calling me a sexy beast, which is pretty great. Number two. <laughs> enthusiastically. Enthusiastically calling me a sexy beast. And then some of them would, would say it just like it was my name, like, good job, sexy beast. And a lot of them would be like, good job, sexy beast. Hey, sexy beast. And they do a little <laughs> dance. Some of them would go, sexy beast, which, is, which I really liked. But the best part is that like people would be clapping. They'd be like, Mary, good job. Josh, good job. Asley, good job. Sexy beast. Sexy beast. <laughs> and like everybody else would turn. And it was, so it was like surprising for people and very joyful. And then they're like, I get to yell sexy beast. So it, it <laughs> was licensed to, she gave me permission to, to yell <laughs> sexy beast. The first people who yelled it. So you start on Staten Island and then you immediately go over a bridge into Brooklyn, the Verrazano Bridge. I don't know how to say the name. Is right. it the Verrazano Narrows? Yes, yeah. the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. So there's no spectators on the bridge. They can't, they're not allowed on the bridge. But there were like three city workers on the bridge you know i think they're <laughs> nice. you know, just maintaining it so do these three dudes like <laughs> there's New Yorkers. An upper span and a lower span so i was on the lower span and they're kind of like standing in the median there's no cars it's because it's closed for the race and uh you know so it's just these three dudes kind of watching us run past and one of them saw my shirt and he's like you go sexy beast <laughs> <laughs> and then just and then of course all three of them are laughing every i mean the amount of joy that me having Sexy Beast on my shirt brought to people because they thought it was funny and surprising and they got to yell it and they did Sexy Beast dances. Oh, and a lot of them wanted to make sure I really knew that they weren't just saying it because it was on my shirt that I very much was a Sexy Beast. <laughs> and then they would explain, "You, I see you, Sexy Beast. Yeah, you are. Is it, you are I think you're a Sexy Beast. Like, just wanted to really it's convince just him. It's brilliant because it's not offensive or a bad word in and of itself, right? Yeah. Neither, neither of those words are actually offensive. You, yeah, you didn't, yeah. There's not a curse word in there. Yeah. It's, but it is a little bit, it's on the border. Yeah, yeah. And people are happy to be able to have fun. Oh my God. I mean, it was super fun for me, obviously, which I expected. I did not expect how much joy it would bring other people to, to see it on there and to yell it and that Tons of people would be laughing and, and doing dances and stuff. Uh, so I'm never running another race like that without Sexy Beast on my shirt. <laughs> like, it's my trademark now. I should register, like, the Twitter handle. It's really good. At Sexy Beast. <laughs> at Twitter Sexy Beast Runner. <laughs> Track at Sexy Beast. <laughs> um, anyway, it was great. It was uh, probably my slowest marathon ever because my, my hamstring really acted up. Like, the, the energy in Brooklyn was quite overwhelming in a way that I have never experienced in a race of just like people crowding in, you know, like a two lane road, right? So not like the big wide Manhattan city streets, but like just a regular road and people, I started at 1040, right? So they've been drinking for like three hours by the time I get to <laughs> Let's them. Let's be honest. Uh, you it's, know, a beer not, in one hand. It's not a cappuccino. <laughs> five people deep on each side of the sidewalk, just screaming, so happy for this race to be going through and having this party. Um, I've never been overwhelmed by cheering in a race like that before. And 
like half of Brooklyn was that overwhelming. And so there are a couple of points where I sped way up because I was just kind of like fueled by that energy. And, uh, and, and then my butt started hurting and I was like, Oh, I need to slow way down. <laughs> and also this was maybe a bad idea. <laughs> uh, you know, plus the jellyfish plus running Boston. And I just oh. had an injection in it, like after the Boston marathon. So whatever, it's fine. I, I didn't do any damage, but I had to go very slow in the race. Um, and I was tired from the jellyfish incident. So, Oh. Uh, performance wise, not a great race energy wise and like emotionally exactly what I wanted. It was awesome. So great race. And thanks to everyone who came out with signs and Snickers bars and, and all these <laughs> I tweeted, I tweeted, there was, uh, there was somebody in Queens. It was about mile 15 and, uh, and I was feeling really crappy. Uh, you know, I was just like tired. I knew I was going to finish fine, but I was tired and like my butt was really achy and uh and she was at the like right before we went on the bridge to get out of queens and she had a sign and she like yelled my name and she gave me a really great hug and a snickers bar and i tweeted i i like on the bridge i was like i'm gonna walk over this bridge because i'm tired and i tweeted uh you know thank you to the person who cheered for me and gave me a really good hug and a snickers bar and she's like i'm snickers lady and, <laughs> and everybody else who was tracking me they're like you will now forever be known as snickers lady um could be worse that's a very good thing there were dozens of people out there who made me signs and cheered for me and it was great so thank you to everybody who came and cheered for me which was awesome and everybody who supported the charity um I hope you like your keychains and it was <laughs> it was really fun and and ally services was so happy because like who's this random person i mean when i call, when i talked to him on the phone i'm like i know it's stupid and completely out of line for me to be asking to join your charity team three weeks before the race yeah. like i know that this is dumb it's not something you would normally do like you personally don't like to do extra no like, like please stretch deals. the rules for yeah. me i don't like doing that yeah. um but i figure for the charities it's like i promise i'll raise a lot of money for you and like you, I know you have to do a thing, but I promise to make it worth your while. And it really was, they're, they're extremely excited about it. And uh, so we did a good thing for them and, you know, helping people in their, stay with their dogs at like the end of their lives, which is great. And I, it was great for me to be able to run this race. So thanks to everybody. Awesome. You're uh, awesome. Everyone who contributed is awesome. Thank you to everybody. Um, so that's that I will I'll do a little whatever the podcast edition of vague booking is and just say vague booking vague booking vague booking is when you post something vague on Facebook without any details like <laughs> some people really need to learn to keep their mouth shut oh. about what goes on behind closed doors is this where you like you um, just post that is this where you like post a picture of your engagement ring or no 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 that's not vague <laughs> enough <laughs> that's not, that's, no vague booking oh, is like mind. Somebody, some people just need to learn to keep their mouths shut. And you're like, you're clearly talking about a specific thing, uh, and yeah, a specific yeah. person, but you're not telling me what that is. Right. Okay. And, got it. All right. So I will just say that like, there's a project that I've been working on and the project came to fruition this week in an unexpectedly, dramatically successful way. <laughs> uh, you guys will get to know about the project in a, probably a year was when I'll be able to talk about it. So I can't really talk about it yet. Um, maybe maybe we'll be able to talk about parts of it sooner. This is not a... It's not a new dog and it's not a baby. Oh, oh my God. That would be <laughs> terrible. No, no. I just want to squash any rumors. No, it's a work, work project. Work project. Uh, yeah, not a dog project. Uh, not No babies, never. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was good. But 
on the heels of that, we got another piece of good news this week, which is we have been selected to be in the next batch of Twitter super followers, which is basically the Twitter version of the GR Dad Wholesome OnlyFans. <laughs> Wait, it's it happening. It, 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 oh. I'm so excited. Oh, this is very scary. So, uh, <laughs> so if you follow uh, Pavlov and Maslow, they have had super follower stuff for a while. So we got picked this week. Twitter has selected a second round of people to do super followers. We're going to be one of them. Um, so it means you can super follow the account if you want. So everything is going to stay normal as you have seen it so far. Like we're not changing any of the regular content. There's still going to be the daily pictures, the daily snaps. It's all going to be the same. Uh, but super following, it's, I think, four ninety nine a month. So it's kind of like a Patreon, basically. And it gets you access to whatever super follower only content uh which is going to be all the stuff we've talked about for gr dads oh no wholesome only events i'm my world is collapsing he already was talking about how he's going to dress up for his laundry folding and his car repair (sighs) some of these secrets that just should not be shared i told you that (laughs) well (laughs) uh we're but we're definitely going to have dad joke of the week yeah featuring dogs and dad joke told by your dad yep um and they're gonna be good they're gonna, we, i've already got st- <laughs> i've got notes made of the gr dad dad jokes i'm not using yours yours are all like ones you like i'm gonna use ones i like you can do whatever you want mine are good uh we're gonna have some special like behind the scenes stuff like maybe dog washing we'll do some live streams i'm trying to figure out the right way to do it because you can't easily do it on twitter but i think it, i think we can post to the super followers like we'll do a live stream at six tomorrow and then share a unlisted youtube link that the super followers can go to to see like some special live streams that we wouldn't do for everybody else and then frankly might be boring for everyone else so it's you know you really will have to be a a big gr fan to appreciate the super follower (laughs) content the content might not be good but it will be more it's going to be it'll be more (laughs) definitely will be more um Oh, dog treat recipe of the week. That's on the list. So I have all kinds of dog treat recipes. So we'll do a recipe of the week. I'll like make it. We'll send pictures. Um, Take carrot out of fridge. Give to Vink. I will do the dog treat recipe number one. You know what? I say that like I make fun of your give carrot to Vink recipe, except honestly, with the way all of our content goes, everybody will be like my favorite recipe from the (laughs) last year was your dad's take the carrot out of the fridge and give it to Vink recipe. That's how everything works. I go like, no, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make this great content. Your dad gave him an ice cube and it was the best. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As long as the followers are happy, it's fine. It's I don't need to be loved more than you. Everyone's just so surprised when I do anything correctly <laughs> <laughs> that it really works in my favor. So uh, we're probably going to have a probab- all, probably almost every day there will be some kind of bonus content. And, and a number of them will be series like the the dad joke corner and the dog treat recipe of the week and, you know, a weekly live stream, that kind of stuff. So we're still like plotting out all of the details. Um when will you be able to sign up to be a super follower if you're super into that uh, one to three weeks is what twitter said so i filled out all the forms and i was like where's the super follower button and they were like we don't know let's find out and they're like oh, no. we have to manually add everybody exist yet. uh manually add every single person with a no no manual so the new super follow the new account like us yeah who are allowed oh, to have super followers okay. We need to be manually added okay. to something right. um, because it's still like in early trial phases. So it's not just like you sign up and then it's done. Okay. Um, 
so they're kind of in the process of doing the manual adding, I guess. So they said within one to three weeks, the button will show up. So you can snoop every day. Um, you do have to, to do it. It has to be through the app on your phone or your tablet, but not through like the desktop, like going to twitter.com. I'm going to sign up. Bingo. <laughs> 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 Bingo. You can have the password for the Twitter account. Then you have more followers. Super followers. <laughs> one more, then you have one more. Oh my god. You know what? If it makes you happy, go ahead. Remember when Hops didn't have enough T shirts? <laughs> when we first started selling merch, we had uh we had an artist who's done many dogs since then, like cartoon pictures of the dogs and uh you could buy, you know, whichever dog you wanted. And when we released him we were keeping track of like which dogs got the most T shirts bought and Hopper was in last place. So Jared Dad bought a Hopper T shirt. <laughs> You still have that T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't throw anything away ever. Uh, we also have, we do have some new merch coming. I have uh, Golden Ratio swim team shirts, like, you know, like gym shirt style, like property of. Uh, those designs are just sitting on my computer waiting to be uploaded. So there will be some new merch for holiday times if you want. Um, or if you have a friend or family member who's a big uh, obsessive fan of the ratio, you can get them a super follow probably. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be for whatever four ninety nine a month, and um, it'll just be a bunch of extra behind the scenes content, including lots of GR Dad stuff. And we'll post previews of of what that looks like lots, on the main account for everybody. Lots of GR Dad content. I don't know. There'll be some. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about it. <laughs> That's good. It's gonna be good. I'm nervous about it. Well, I mean, worst case, you can do none of it, and I'll do all of it, and it'll be fine. What are you gonna do? Wheel me around? I can tell dog jokes. Dad jokes. Use my face. Just stick my face and stuff. You could be totally out of it. What kind of dog does Dracula have? A, a blood bloodhound. Sucking. Oh, nice. A bloodhound. I like it. That's I a good like one. it. Yeah, yeah. Why do dogs make terrible dance partners? Because they have two left feet. <laughs> it's no fun when you know the answer. Dude, I'm a dad. Right, wait, I, think I know these things. No, I'm not. I just know dad jokes. What happened when the dog went to a flea circus? He stole the show. Nice. Yeah. I could tell those jokes. These are better when you do it. Mine are better. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, your dad will be telling the dad jokes. Let's be honest. You're going to love it. You're going to be like, I mean, today I'm making my dad joke video for the super followers. I'm a total natural at the dad joke stuff. I mean, I do it with you all the time. You do. What? That just happened today. Yep. What was you it You were you not said? amused at all. I don't know what I said. If yeah. I could remember them, I'd, you know. <laughs> Write them down, geez. maybe. <laughs> use that content. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's super exciting. We just got that notification this week. Um, you want to do your German word of the week? Yeah, this is a complicated one, but it's apropos of nothing. It's called. Perfect. That's what German word of the week are for. Yeah. Hang on. I want to get it right. Leichenbittermine. Mm. That's, that's like three words. Yeah, and it's a very sort of historical word, too. So Leiche is a dead body. Oh, a corpse. A corpse. Bitter can mean bitter, but it can also mean someone who pleads or begs. Uh, like bitter. Yeah. And Mina is your expression, your face. Corpse begging expression. Yeah. So corpse begging face. So in, in it, it used to, traditionally it means it's a very serious expression. It's like someone died. Oh, I see. Like okay. you have, you, yeah. uh, you know, a facial expression. Now it has been used to 
describe someone who's like exaggerating being sad, like making drama about it, like faking. Oh, ex- yeah. Exa- mostly exaggerating. If someone has a Leichenbitter, I mean, it looks like they're they're pretending to be even like more melodramatic. Melodramatic, yeah, yeah. But it started in the Middle Ages. There were people called Leichenbitter who would um, would walk around the town and announce the death of someone. Bring out your dead. That's right. And then and then invited people to come to the funeral home, funeral wake? reception, wake. That's right. Invited people to the wake. Like asked them, pleaded with them to come to the wake. Asked them to come to the wake. Interesting. Leichenbitter. So and then Leichenbitter mean I mean the guy had a very or a woman had a very serious expression when they were talking about someone being dead in the town. Oh, all right. I mean, how else are you going to know if someone's dead? They're not yeah. going to tell you. Yeah. So Leichenbittermina is, is now turned into, mel, you know, overly melodramatic expression of sadness, but has a, at its core, just a very serious facial expression. Very sad. I like it. It's a good one. No. Leichenbittermina. Mm-hmm. Well, the taste of the keys are pretty mellow this week. There is a story of a animal cruelty case that the guy got a bunch of years in prison and and that's really all I want to say about it because yep. it's so terrible. Yeah, we so we're don't just going to skip over that. But hey, good job putting that asshole in prison and we don't need any more details. The, the only encouraging thing is uh, for me is that they keep putting people, uh, calling people to court for having small fish and illegal lobsters. I, w- I was going to say there's like eight too small fish or too many snappers this week. And so... What, what did you job. say? There's only like... There's like nine fish nine that, fish are, that restricted. are restricted. And that's what people get busted for but there's a million kinds of fish there's that you so can many fish. fish that you can catch like as yeah. many of any size you can get as many of any size but just not your stupid like snappers or your lobsters like just they just learn the list yeah learn the learn nine fish and then everything else is fine but people you know don't even have a license part the time or they, they don't even have a license guys. they don't even have a ruler to measure and so the fish and wildlife guys are just like this is ridiculous this guy 59-year-old from Bolingbrook, Illinois. I know where... Bo- I've been to Broling- Bolingbrook. That's you go there and tell him he's a jerk. There's a zoo there. Yeah. Um, Small snappers, I think, was him, right? Yeah. He had 10 mangrove snappers, the biggest of which was 9.5 inches, and the minimum is 10. And Come the on, bag dude. limit is 5. There's like little card, waterproof cards you can get that are like, here are the fish that are protected. There's like nine fucking fish. And the, you can have this many, and they have to be this big. Here's how you measure them. Stop being idiots, you yeah, guys. It's it's a low bar. I think that's why the, the fish and wildlife guys feel justified being aggressive because they're yeah. like, we're not asking that much, guys. Yeah. You know, catch all the freaking, I don't know, swordfish you want. Stupid. They got little, look at this little card. You can hold your fish up and compare it to the picture. They're like, look, this fish looks just like the picture. <laughs> that's how you can tell what kind of fish you have. Oh, it really is. Uh, you would say, they. I bet they think it's idiot proof. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there you go. Th- nothing too dramatic this week. Everybody's taking it easy after Fantasy Fest. Well, no, it's Powerboat Race, man. That's this weekend, though, right? Yeah, but it's this week. They're already in town doing powerboating things. Well, we'll tell you all about <laughs> it next Pre-powerboating things. <laughs> They're powering up their boats. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Until next week, uh, get your kids vaccinated if you haven't. Oh, have we done a butt update? Your butt still hurts. I I sang the song. Okay, good, good. Uh, And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. No biting. Bye.